Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good Sunday morning. Rashini Rajkumar with you along with the returning and returned from Hawaii, Dr. David Hilden. We are on Healthy Matters open phones, open lines today. Welcome back, Dr. Hilden. Hey, Rashini, good to be back. Yeah, indeed, I took a little uh, vacation that I've been planning for about, I don't know, six months, eight months, something like that. Uh, I find I kept rescheduling it, you know, there's a pandemic and all that. So I kept rescheduling, rescheduling until we thought it was a safe time to go. And so I did take a little time uh, off Actually, the only time off I've really had in about a year and a half and enjoyed some time hiking and by volcanoes and sitting on the beach. And and it's good to be back uh, and be back on the air. I, I do want to thank my colleagues who did the shows both last week and two weeks ago. And thank you for carrying on in my absence. And uh, we are going to do an open line show today. You know, it's so funny. I came back from what maybe is the most beautiful place on earth, um, you know, on some of these beaches. And then I came back and it's like I'm living in a campfire here <laughs> with the smoke and the air. And oh, good heavens, there's a lot going on here. We got Delta variants. We got smoky air in Minnesota due to wildfires in Canada. So there's a lot going on. And I'm hoping people have some things they want to talk about with their questions. I hope people are having a good summer. And I'm happy to take whatever kinds of questions you have, except I w- I'm not going to give you beach recommendations for Hawaii. Maybe we won't do that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, unless someone's really pressing with that question. Yeah, I guess I could. I could even help you with that if you need help with that. <laughs> so Dr. Hilton posted a wonderful picture of himself in Hawaii. Uh, was it on Friday? Because I retweeted you. Yes. And yeah. I thought it was just a great shot. And uh a lot of people liked and retweeted it. But if you haven't seen that on Twitter, go to at Dr. David Hilden. You'll see him there in his, um, is that your alma mater, your college alma mater No, that's my, my daughter's alma mater. Oh, okay. I have a USC Trojan shirt on. Shirt. I looked in that picture and, and uh, you know, fight on. That's the, that's the USC slogan. My daughter graduated from uh, USC. She still lives in Los Angeles, but uh, she went there. And so I happen to have that shirt on. In that picture... On, I'm sitting on a Kona coffee farm. Oh, and, that's why you're holding oh, coffee. I'm like, why aren't you holding a cocktail? In that well, uh, I had a Mai Tai or two. That's okay. a, I did a little a little testing about the various uh, quality of the Mai Tai cocktails in Hawaii. <laughs> but <laughs> I did a little of that as well. But um, I, I learned a lot about Kona coffee. First of all, it's $100 a pound. So, so they're not giving away the coffee here, but there's a 16-mile stretch by one-mile deep place of the big island of Hawaii where they sell – where they grow – coffee, the Kona region. It's the only commercial coffee production in the United States. There's no other that's commercially grown. And it's only 
about a 16 square mile area and the, the the soil is the right volcanic ash the the elevations right the temperatures are just perfect and this coffee is absolutely unbelievable and and I love my coffee and uh, that was a real treat to sit out overlooking the ocean on this little grassy area and have a cup of coffee. Um, it, it was just lovely. Will those flowers behind you in this picture perfectly coordinate with your USC shirt? You know, uh, I planned that. I yeah, planned I'm that. sure you Because, did. you know, if there's nothing, you know, if I'm nothing, if not a fashion guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what Devin and I say all the time. You oh, know, that's what yeah. we miss seeing you in the studio oh. uh, for those special looks of yours. But Exactly. That's, that's, I'm all about coordinating my, my clothing with the local flora of, of the pictures behind me. No, you're right, though. The, the, everything around that, that place is so beautiful. And, and I learned so much about, um, about the big island of Hawaii. I'd never been to that island before. And there's something like 12 or 15 climate zones on planet Earth. Ten of them are on that one island. Really? They get, yeah, there are ten of them. So you have an arid desert, you have a rainforest, you have snow on the mountains, and uh, all in this one place. So you can drive ten minutes and it's pouring rain, and then ten minutes later it's 85 and sunny and ocean breeze, and ten minutes later and you're in a lava field. So the place was just fascinating for me in that regard. Because I'm not – I don't want to do 16 days of sitting on a beach. That you know, I love the beaches. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but to be I able love to drive, how you said that. yeah, but, that's but just spend, too much relaxation for you. Too much relaxation. We had it. to like sweat a little bit, and so we did some of the most incredibly intense hikes I've ever done either in the rainforest. So I bet. Uh, a lot of variety. Yeah, so wonderful. Well, that picture once again, um, and always you can follow Dr. David Hilden at Dr. David Hilden. Follow him on Twitter. You can send him questions there during the week very easily, and you must check out this picture. It's just a great shot of him, and now I understand why you're holding coffee instead of your vata <laughs> in that picture. All right, folks, it's Open Lines Sunday. Text us at 651-989-9226. We already have a ton of texts coming in, one of them about coffee, so that's a little teaser. We'll take a break, and then Healthy Matters with Dr. David Hilden and Rashini when we return. Malakalikimaka is a thing to say on a bright We are in the Hawaiian mood and mode. You know, this Sunday on Healthy Matters, Dr. David Hilton just returned from Hawaii. Shane Rajkumar with you. It is Open Line Sunday. Text us, 651-989-9226. It's a nice, just kind of nice to hear that, Doctor. It was beautiful. I actually heard music like that, you know, and it's just, we, we said we should get some of that music for home. It's just kind of soothing and it just reminds you of the breeze. And I also found that almost everybody I encountered uh, in, in this 50th state of our country was so darn nice and pleasant. And I don't know, everybody's just, everybody's just kind of happy. It was wonderful. That is wonderful. All right, lots of questions coming in on the text line. This person says, we were talking about Kona Coffee, isn't coffee bad for your digestive system and your gut with all the chemicals and stuff? Actually, this is one of the things that makes me really happy. Most of the medical evidence about coffee is that it's good for you. There is relatively little downside to drinking coffee. And this was not um, something that we really knew that much about, but because it's hard to it's hard to study the effects of diet because you don't just eat one thing. And so it's hard to study uh, the effects of diet. But that being said, 
the downsides of coffee are largely related to the caffeine. So some people who are sensitive to caffeine should be careful. Those would be people with high blood pressure, pregnant women, lots of caffeine probably isn't good for you, and certainly people with uh, with um, uh, anxieties, it can make you more fired up, as you as you can tell, and it can cause withdrawal. So it, it, your body does get physiologically used to the effects of caffeine. So when you stop drinking it, you get a headache and things like that. Other than those caffeine-related things, there's relatively nothing wrong with coffee. Uh, it, it can cause a little bit of, of maybe it's tummy upset for some people, but it's thought to actually maybe even be good for you, for your heart, your liver, your risk of a stroke, your neurologic system. There is not any real evidence that it's got long-term harmful effects except for those things I talked about for caffeine. So I am taking that to validate my uh, daily use of coffee. I do. Are you drinking every, every single that, day? Are you drinking some of that Kona coffee right now? Actually, Rashini, not only am I drinking a cup of it, I'm drinking it out of a coffee mug that says Kona Joe's on it because that's the coffee mug they gave you when you did their tour. That is <laughs> that is wonderful. So that that reaction you explained, caffeine is a drug. So we hear that term withdrawal when people stop taking a drug or drug addict. So is it similar or is it a little easier on the system than like a heroin withdrawal? Yeah, it's a little easier because it's when we say you have a withdrawal, it means your body is physiologically used to the effects of the active ingredient. Caffeine is an active ingredient. And so your body will have a physical reaction to withdrawal of that, of that substance, uh, in this case, caffeine. That is different from a psychological addiction addiction. Uh, although some people say I'm addicted to coffee, in reality, your body is probably, you are probably not in the same type of addictive type behaviors as people who have um, substance use addictions to things like heroin or methamphetamine. You're probably not getting into extreme behaviors to obtain the substance. You're probably not using the substance um, and getting into trouble for doing so and having it affect your life and your work and all that. It doesn't rise to that level that we call an addiction. But it does, your body does have some physical dependence on the substance or it will, it will shout at you in the form of, in, in some people's case, like a headache. That's, that's the main thing people get. You're listening to Healthy Matters, powered by Hennepin Healthcare. Call us today on our open line show, 651-989-9226. Give us a text. Here is a text coming in. How long to heal from tibia plateau injury? What can I, re- when can I resume driving? Right, your tibia is your shin bone. It's the big flattish bone that makes up your shin. There's two bones in your lower leg. The fibula is the other one, but the fibula is just a little stabilizing thing. It's mostly like a well, the size of a pencil. The tibia is the big shin bone. The plateau is the top part of it where it hits your knee, and people can get pl- plateau fractures. Sometimes it requires surgery. Sometimes they heal on their own. So first of all, if you have knee pain after, especially after some injury to your leg, make sure you see a surgeon. If you need surgery, your, 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 your recovery time might be a little bit longer. But in any case, it's probably going to be a few weeks if you have an actual fracture while you still have pain and you have to be very careful on that leg. It might take four weeks. It might take eight weeks to get uh, for that bone to heal up. And you might have a few months of some pain, literally a few months. But I would, they can vary in severity from very mild little crack 
to a really big chunk of your bone got chipped off. And so I would suggest that if you're having any knee pain or if you've been told you have a tibia, a fracture of any kind, that you do see a physical therapist and you do see an orthopedist to get their advice because any advice I give now is pretty general. But you can expect some weeks or even a month or two of, of some recovery time. All right, this person is asking, is there a physical addiction to alcohol or just psychological? Alcohol is quite addicting, um, and there is actually uh, both a physical and uh, a psychological, if you will, uh, type of addiction to alcohol. And that's a little different than caffeine, I might add. Alcohol is a physical addiction in that you also will withdraw from alcohol if you use it heavily, and then you stop. And the withdrawal from alcohol, unlike the withdrawal from caffeine, is very dangerous. You can have seizures. You can have delirium, something called the delirium tremens. You can have, uh, you can have a seizure, and it can be even life-threatening. So the, the physical withdrawal from alcohol is a serious, serious problem. But there's also a psychological type, more of addiction-type behaviors, where people will use the substance in the, even in the face of adverse consequences. You, you might use the substance when you're getting into legal trouble, when you're getting into relationship trouble, when you're getting into troubles at your work, when it's really affecting your life. So alcohol is a different uh, story. It was probably the number one thing in this uh, country that people do indeed get addicted to. Dr. Hilden, while we're on this addiction topic, what are some resources for people or their family members that Hennepin Healthcare has if uh, addiction is an issue or people are trying to quit? That's such a good point to bring up, Rashini. So thank you for that. Uh, uh, there are we have an addiction clinic at Hennepin, a literal addiction clinic for people with diagnosed substance use disorders. There are effective treatments for almost all addictions. They're not magic pills. It's not like something you take something and your addiction's gone. It's a it's a bit of a uh, uh, of a process for people. So uh, I would call our number at six one two eight seven three sixty nine sixty three to talk to somebody, but the reality is that our resources for addiction are generally for those with established diagnoses and needing to see somebody uh, when things have gotten pretty rough. I suggest people go to their primary care physician first and ask them for help and they can either prescribe some things or they can offer additional resources. So go to your primary care doctor or always check us up at hennepinhealthcare.org. All right. Well, Dr. Hilden, you had some fabulous guest co-hosts with me the last couple of weeks. Uh, the pharmacists, uh, Dr. Jenny last week, the derm doc. Uh, but it is fun to be back with you. There's nothing like Dr. David Hilden, I'll tell you, on Healthy Matters. Appreciate it. It's always good to be back, Rashini. I kind of miss talking with uh, everyone over the show today. I kind of missed it. Uh, yeah, so but you, always... you looked like you were handling Hawaii just fine. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah it, was, it was a rough assignment. Yeah, I, very rough. You. It was well, a rough assignment. You know, you come back. You need that refresh time. We'll get into some of those questions about refresh time when we come back. Uh, you are listening to Healthy Matters, open line show, lots of texts coming in, including one about Devin's bumper music. So that's a little teaser. Uh, send us a text, 651-989-9226.
That is coffee pouring in the sounds of uh, Hawaii, if anyone's wondering. Rashini Rajkumar, Dr. David Hilden back with you on this Sunday. Healthy Matters and uh, the week after Dr. Hilden got back from Hawaii. Wonderful little um, montage there, audio montage, Dr. Hilden from Devon, don't you think? Yeah, you know, Devon, I think that was a masterpiece. That was a masterpiece, that, you know, right there. Uh, I'm telling you. You know, if, if, if folks, you know, there's a lot going on in the world, but if you can't listen to a few seconds of that relaxing stuff and not have a little teeny smile on your face, you know, it brought a smile to my face. And in a related text question, this listener asks, and maybe Dr. Hilden, you can answer first, and Devin might want to weigh in. This listener says, has the amusement and joy produced from Devin's bumper music selection ever been prescribed for depression? Well, it should be. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, for, for listeners, uh, Devin is uh, a master at uh, coming up with topical and uh, uh, thematic um, bumper music, and I appreciate it so much. He's a he's a genius at this, and and it makes me happy, and I hope it makes others happy as well. Devin, do you need to weigh in on the text question? Well, first of all, thank you very much. Doctor, uh, I'm trying not to shed a tear. Uh, it gives me something to do, first of all, because I don't do much here. Um, oh my gosh! And, well, that's not true. <laughs> but that you one, do have a lot of audio skills. I, well, thank you. I combined three different videos to get. I got some Hawaiian music, and then I got a cafe sound effects, and then I got coffee sound effects, pouring coffee, and tried to mix them all together at once. But um, it, uh, I, as far as the question, there's no doubt music helps me. I mean, I could be down. Um, not feeling the blues, and I put on a song, and totally, you kind of just get lost in the music, and it totally can, at least for me, change change the way I feel. And uh, music just, it, it truly does help me so much. All right. Well, one more coffee question, and then we'll get back to some of the others. Doctor, this listener says, how many pounds of Kona coffee did you bring back, and are there any samples? Three and no. <laughs> no, he's going to hoard that. You know, you know, you know, you do the little tour, and you're basically in seventh heaven, and this stuff is a hundred dollars a pound, so you don't even bring it back in pounds. You know, you bring it back in, you know, eight beans at a time. But uh, 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 I did bring a few little samples uh, for for family and friends here in town. All right, this listener says I have RA and take. Methotrexate and Plaquenil. I caught COVID in December and got the monoclonal antibody treatment. Sick for only 24 hours. I had my vaccines in April. Do you recommend a booster shot? We don't recommend a booster shot yet. There was three big dots in that little pause I just said, yet. Uh, this person um, uh, does have an immune compromised condition, rheumatoid arthritis, and is also on medications that further affect your immune system, that being hydro, uh, hydrochloroquine, Plaquenil, and methotrexate. And so this person should um, do everything they can to stay healthy and uh, do all the things we talk about for social distancing and wearing masks in public, even if you got vaccinated, because this person is at some higher risk. And we're not sure. It's just not been long enough. We're not sure how long the vaccine effectiveness is in people who are already immune compromised. So should they get uh, a, a vaccine booster? Not yet. Uh, I think it is likely for all of us that we're going to be getting vaccine boosters. I think that's just a likely thing down the road. I don't have a crystal ball, but I think it's likely. But right now there's no recommendation for a booster shot. 
This person says, I have a depleted immune system. Can a person who has been vaccinated carry the virus and infect others? That seems to be yes. But the, the situation with that is that it is the, the difference between a vaccinated person and an unvaccinated person is stark. It's a chasm of difference. And uh, 97% of the people in the hospital have not been vaccinated. Uh, the people who are dying of COVID, almost all of them have not been vaccinated. So the vaccines are incredibly effective at preventing serious illness and hospitalizations and death. It is unbelievably effective. However, there is emerging data that this Delta variant is just so dang transmissible that even vaccinated people probably carry it in their nose. They don't get sick from it, but they carry it in their nose. And so that's raising a lot of new questions. And so if I, my suggestion to people is that if you are in places that are crowded and you don't know the vaccination status of people that you mask up, regardless of whether or not you've had a vaccine or not, if you can be sure that everyone there is vaccinated or everyone there is wearing a mask or both, then you're still pretty good. But it is transmissible probably um, in people who have, have received the vaccine. That is all the more, however, evidence to get vaccinated. It is the best solution by far. If, if everybody was already vaccinated, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. We'd be back to normal. Uh, but we're not going to be back to normal until we get um, uh, just about everybody vaccinated. So it's a long-winded answer, but it's a complicated and changing uh, situation. You're listening to Healthy Matters, powered by Hennepin Healthcare. Give us a text at 651-989-9226. I'm going to combine a couple text messages here, Doc. Uh, one person asking about how safe you felt traveling. Another, can you comment on flight and COVID restrictions to, in, and from Hawaii? I actually felt quite safe traveling, and I've got this kind of weird paradox in my own head about traveling. It just feels like, I, you know, is this really the safe thing to do? And this was pretty much my first big foray out into the real world. But I felt relatively safe. Airplanes are not one of the places where this virus gets transmitted readily. It's just the, the filters are fantastic. The airflow in an airplane is from roof to floor, front to back. And it just seems that it doesn't get transmitted that much in airplanes. Plus, 100% of the people wore masks for 100% of the flight. So I think you're probably okay in an airplane. The, the terminals and airports, again, they are a crowded situation, but everybody's wearing a mask and you are also moving around. So I think the actual travel is maybe not one of the biggest uh, risk factors. What really matters is what you're going to. Are you going to a big raver party with a thousand people sh shoulder to shoulder inside of a club? That's not safe in any situation right now. It's just not because uh, you just can't, you just don't know the status of people. But if you're going to visit family and friends or you're doing what I do, I didn't, I was barely around another person for two weeks on beaches. Those are relatively safe activities. And so a lot of it is where you're going, what you're doing, not the actual getting there. And also, I would look at the places you're going to. Right now, southern, the southern United States is pretty rough. Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, certainly Florida. One in five cases in the United States happened yesterday in Florida. So you have to be just also take a look at where you're going. 
And the last part of that question, in and out of Hawaii. Hawaii is the only state in the country, to my knowledge, that still everyone masks all the time. I couldn't go up to a roadside papaya stand without putting a mask on in Hawaii. So, and it's 100% compliance. Everybody just does it. And so uh, it's relatively uh, easy to travel around uh, the state of Hawaii, but you do need to, uh, you have to have a mask. You are not allowed in a restaurant anywhere in the state of Hawaii without one. Getting into the state is also a little tricky. You have to show your vaccination card or you have to have a test that is negative within three days of getting there. So it is uh, quite restrictive in the state of Hawaii. Okay, great answer. Just giving us those kind of thorough, both the environmental and the safety issues, but there's also a lot of psychological, right, that goes along with people's comfort levels right now. There really are. I, I have that. And if, if everyone listening, if you're wondering what to do and you're like, why isn't this so clear? And I feel unsure. You are not alone. I live in this world and talk about COVID all the time and see patients. And I'm not sure. You know, I don't know. Can I do this? Can I do that? It is normal to wonder. It really is normal to wonder. And, and, and the, I wish there were more clarity. People wonder, why do the guidance keep changing? Well, it's changing weekly, and so it's okay to wonder. But uh, we do have to get back to some semblance of our life, and I think traveling is is perhaps one of the things that you could consider doing as long as you're being safe when you get to your destination. All right, to remind people, we have just a couple of minutes before we have to go to break, and then our final segment, give us a text at 651-989-9226. One person is wondering if you recommend alcohol-based wipes or hydrogen peroxide wipes for cleaning. Oh, I haven't thought about hydrogen peroxide too much because the guidelines are anything with... um, uh, alcohol is effective cleaner, and there are there are they're so readily available. However, hydrogen peroxide is a good disinfectant. To my knowledge, it is a good disinfectant for inanimate surfaces. In other words, I wouldn't use it to wash your hands and your skin. I'm not knowledgeable enough about hydrogen peroxide to know if that's a great way to go. And so, I would probably just stick to the alcohol-based gels and and uh, hand cleaners because we know they're effective. But if you're cleaning your countertops or, your, or, or other surfaces, hydrogen peroxide is a good, uh, a good disinfectant, as is chlorine bleach and the like. For your hands, maybe stick to the commercially available uh, gels. And real quickly, this listener says, would you recommend using a nasal spray after being in a crowd of people? Hmm. I'm thinking about that. Then I'm, I'm putting. And what would that nasal there. spray be? I mean, yeah, I'm not exactly sure that there's any evidence that that would help. And so my answer to that is no. You can have saline nasal sprays that are going to moisten your your mucous membranes. You can have decongestants. That's not going to do anything. I can't think of any of the nasal sprays that would be helpful. I think what this person is is saying is basically do like a radiator flush on your nose. Put in salt water and just flush everything out. It probably wouldn't hurt. Although I don't think there's any evidence that that that's going to reduce the transmission. You'd have to do it like every hour, and I don't think too many people are going to do that. All right, you are listening to Healthy Matters. Dr. David Hilden will take more questions when we return. Give us a text at 651-989-9226. Well, maybe we should make every Sunday Hawaiian Sunday on Healthy Matters. 
You're listening to Dr. David Hilden and Rashini Rajkumar. It's so great to have you with us. And you can always listen to Healthy Matters 7 a.m. right here on Sunday mornings. Dr. Hilden and his band of trusty docs and medical experts uh, always have great advice for us. Get your final text in before we have to go. 651-989-9226. Doctor, this person says, my daughter has been quite sick the past few days with a sore throat, headache, body aches, low-grade fever, and now a cough. She's been vaccinated for COVID. Should we have her tested? I don't think it's probably necessary to get tested, but it is certainly possible that she had a breakthrough infection. She could have other things as well. If she has loss of sense of smell, it's probably a COVID uh, breakthrough infection. But the, the infections that people are getting, especially young people after vaccinations, first of all, are rare. But second of all, even if they do get it, it's sort of like a cold symptoms. It's, it's relatively mild. It, it's, it's rare for a vaccinated person to get any kind of serious illness. It's in fact, it's really rare. But, it's, but we are seeing breakthrough infections. The breakthrough infections are so low, we expected them actually to be higher. It's currently 0.04% of vaccinated people are getting a breakthrough infection. But to this texter, it's at least possible. I would just stay at home, feel, uh, take care of yourself, chicken soup, you know, drink plenty of fluids, all that kind of stuff that your grandmother probably told you, and it'll probably clear on its own. If, if, the, if the fever's very high, 103, you know, 102, 103, then maybe uh, uh, give your doctor a call, but it's very likely to pass on its own, even if it were to be COVID in this particular case. And so I think, I, I don't even think you probably need a test. All right. This is kind of an overall uh, urinary issue. This person says, I have problem retaining fluids after I drink a liquid. It is not long after when I need to urinate and does become urgent. I get up several times at night to urinate and it is always a steady flow. So if this is a man, that's probably your prostate. Uh, And that happens to if men, if you live long enough, you'll have a prostate problem. It's almost a guarantee because your prostate gland, by the time you hit in your 80s or certainly your 90s, it, you're going to be urinating more. It, it is a gland that literally your urine has to pass through and it gets swollen and big as you age. Sometimes it gets cancerous and therefore your urinary symptoms occur. If this is a woman, you don't have a prostate, then you're, it's not that, obviously. It could be an infection or some other kind of uh, urologic problem. So anyone who's having changes in urinary function or what this person is experiencing, polyuria, urinating a lot, nocturia, going to the bathroom a lot in the middle of the night, or dysuria, pain on urination. Any of those problems with urination, go talk to your primary doctor. It could be a simple infection that they can test right in the clinic. Or if it's something more serious, they can send you on to a urologist. Okay, doctor, I assume this is a question for you and not for me. This listener says, I belong to the Next Gen Lions Club. We meet at the Normandy third, when, the third Wednesday um, evenings. Would love to have you speak. Is that possible? Well, I do do some public speaking around town and, and around the country here and there. Uh, scheduling's tight. But uh, give me a tweet if you can, or you can always, we have a, a generic Healthy Matters uh, uh, email account, healthymatters at hcmed.org. Send an email our way. 
All right. And I want to remind everyone you can follow Dr. Hilden on Twitter at Dr. David Hilden. You can direct message him or open message him there, too, with your questions, as well as uh, this texter can definitely get uh, more of their question answered directly in that way. All right. So a couple of questions coming in about the state fair with some of the new research on vaccinated individuals being able to transmit the virus. Where might we stand with the state fair? Well, the State Fair presents a a whole bunch of varying scenarios. If you are walking around the fairgrounds outside and you're vaccinated, you're still relatively safe. That that part hasn't changed. Vaccinated people are really protected. On the other hand, I think I would be very careful about indoor packed spaces. And so maybe go to the fair early. Go to the fair late. Uh, I mean, in the day early in the day, it's not quite as crowded. And walking around the fairgrounds when you have a lot of space between you and the next person that, and you're vaccinated, I think that's pretty safe. I have to be honest, if I were not vaccinated, I would be very careful about what I'm doing in the world today. Uh, I'm not just saying the fair. If you're not vaccinated, you're really putting yourself at risk. It's just no two ways about it. That's a decision that has a lot of complicated reasons why people didn't get vaccinated. It's okay to be hesitant. It's okay to wonder about whether you should do this. But um, you should know that the consequences of your decision to not get vaccinated are putting you and your family at risk. And you're also extending this pandemic for all of us. So just think about it. If you have not yet got your vaccine, think about that. I, I, I urge you to think about that because you are putting yourself, your family, and this community at risk. Can you go to the fair unvaccinated? Oh, boy, uh, you're asking for it. Um, you're asking for it. And so uh, I would just, but if you're vaccinated, I think there's ways to do things safely. All right, let's get in this last text. This person says, love your show. Vaccinated person get breakthrough infection again. What to do and how many times could one get it and what would be the permanent impact? The, there are permanent impacts. of Well, we know if they're permanent. Long-term impacts of COVID. People are getting a brain fog and fatigue for months after getting it, even mild infections. Children are getting long-term effects of COVID, even though they're not dying, which is, thank goodness, they're not dying, but they're getting long-term infections. And, and if you're getting the breakthrough infection, I think I would just treat it symptomatically like you would treat a, a cold or a flu Take it easy on yourself. Stay away from other people. You could transmit it, but uh, there's not much more you can do about that. And so I would just take a few deep breaths and and just um, take care of yourself and know that you're doing everything the right way. Most people are not getting long-term COVID effects, but some certainly are. All right. We are winding it down. Another great show next week. We'll take a closer look at your heart. New imaging can help us get amazing views of what's going on in there. Dr. Gopal Punjabi, Chief of Radiology, will be our guest next Sunday, same time, same place. Dr. Hilden, welcome back from Hawaii. You can follow him at Dr. David Hilden on Twitter. Uh, and we, of course, hope you have a fabulous, healthy week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.